All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. (laughs) The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Hello, and welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? Nevermore. Nevermore. Black Lager. This is a... I see uh, Sons of Kent. Sons of Kent. Uh, they made this to go coincide with uh, Crow Fest. Ah, that's that, going that event this weekend. Yeah. Okay. So, I think they've made it once before, but... A black lager. Black lager. Basically exactly what it sounds like. Okay. I'll so, take your word for it as we know. Yeah, you wouldn't like so, anything about that. So, what do you want to talk about? Um, I'm, I'm assuming you want to break down the movie that we just watched. <laughs> we just watched Clerks 3. Uh, we, uh, yeah. There was zero discussion about doing a view and review of this because we wanted to give it our undivided attention. Yeah. Now, yes, second watch for me doesn't matter. It does not yeah. matter. It hit, I can tell you verifiably, it hit just as hard the second time as the first. Yeah, there's definitely uh, some emotional impacts into in in this movie. Um, <laughs> I and and I will say also. My experience from earlier this week that we'll we'll get to yeah. later adds to it for me. I so the very start of this movie, I paused the movie once <laughs> because what flashed across that screen was so important. Like I, it, like it was like what the actual fuck. I didn't and actually catch what it said the first time. Sky pointed it. Like, yeah. Leaned over and said, um, I said, what was that? And yeah. Was like, that's why I had to pause it because it was like, it was like a second on the screen, but I took it all in at one time <laughs> and it was such a massive point to this movie. I had to pause this movie. I'm glad. I, I do apologize. I, I know I kept looking over because I knew they were going to be reacting. No, no. I, I get it. So. I do. I know because <laughs> you did the exact same, the exact thing. People have watched a movie <laughs> and you have deemed the movie important enough for me to watch it. And you're like, huh? huh? I, I, huh? I think huh? I might. I don't go to these, but I might actually check out reaction videos to Clerks 3. Yeah, there's going to be some fantastic reactions, and there's going. I might to... actually seek those out. Yeah. So, but that do we do we do spoilers? Um, you know what? Fuck yes. Okay. I'm tired Wait. of holding it in. Yeah. Okay. I I held off for you. Okay. Yes. I've I've been holding it in for two yeah. weeks. So consider this your yeah. ultimate spoiler warning. Big. big Fucking spoiler! Yeah, right? this Big is red banner. We we have to talk about this. Um, the first thing you see is Becky's death notice. Yeah, and that's when I grabbed the remote and I paused this because it was such an impactful thing. Because after Clerks Two, you know how much. 
and said Dante and Becky were a, a big thing. They were married. They were expecting. Yep. They were building the store while she was pregnant. Right. And then this happens, like, like in in the movie canon, Becky dies in 2006. Right. So, Which is when Clerks 2 took place. Yeah. Or maybe just shortly after. Just shortly after. Well, we know how shortly after. Yeah. By what we see later in the film. Yeah. And so, yeah. There's a, an R.I.P. Becky. They they hammer Kevin Smith hammers in the emotional um nails so fast and so often into this uh because you get that flash of the, the, the Becky death notice. Um and then it goes right into Randall's heart attack. It's like, yeah, I looked over you and I said, yeah. right already. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. 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 Your reaction to that was absolutely perfect. Like already. Yeah. Cause that was mine too. Like oh, shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was what? Three, four minutes in. Yeah. If that, maybe, maybe if that five tops. Yeah. And we're already off and running with the, the heart attack angle of this movie. Uh-huh. And, we're just like, wow, okay. And it is, for lack of a better explanation, beat for beat, word for word, Kevin's heart attack. Yes. The like, doctor's name. The doctor's yeah. name. I believe some of her lines might have been actual quotes. Yeah. I think Kevin has said some of those in his many retellings. Yeah. And it just... It, it, it like the emo like Jeff Anderson's acting in this. I will put Anderson and O'Halloran's performances in this film up against anyone who gets nominated for any of those fucking awards. The absolute yep. pure, pure, genuine performance. Depth of Every, emotion. Everything. Yeah. You don't get any more yeah. real. No. How do you not give them all the awards? Like, come on. And they won't get nominated. I, I fully, I fully yeah. understand that, and that's why I, I both love hate those fucking awards. Yeah. So because of because of who Kevin is, they won't get uh-huh. the 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 accolades that. But but the fans. I think the, the the fandom of the View Askew universe oh, yeah. far outweighs what. Oh. But I get I get where um, Kevin and the, and his cast were like yes recognize them by like industry standards to get recognized. Yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 it probably won't happen. And that's offer these. Especially Anderson and O'Halloran's, like, they went places that I have not seen them exactly. go to. Exactly. And in the stuff that I've seen them in, they just, like, they went, they let it all go and they left it all on the screen. You can call it what you will. Those were Oscar worthy performances. Fuck that. Like, God damn it. They were so good. 
Yeah, I believe those characters were go. those characters. There you go. So you, if they make you believe it, yeah, they're, they're like the emotional getting getting the emotion through. Like sh- they'll never be considered like a list actors. Oh, hell no. But off of the the and they just went for it, and it was so. Excuse me, so good that their peers should recognize them for the work that they put into that movie. Yes. Um, Kevin, like, he wrote a perfect love letter tie up to the thing that made Kevin Smith famous. Mm hmm. It was there was so much in this. As much as we said the same thing about reboot, yeah. This it, this was one step further because this went back to day one. Yeah, this was. <laughs> it goes back to negative one, yeah, and then comes back to zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who does that? Nobody. Right. Like I said, I like Kevin. Kevin is the only person that I can think of. That, he, well, okay, his whole career is autobiographical in nature. Right. Nobody else has, uh, maybe Richard Linkletter, but even still, you don't get. That's not his, those aren't his real life experiences. No, no, he's capturing he's, real life moments. Air quote real life right, moments. Right, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you don't get the, uh, um, the depth that Kevin puts into it. You don't get the, the, the realness that he's trying to get across. The, Kevin's clerks films in particular, like, and maybe, maybe only those films can honestly have the tag of based on real people, like based on real life of real life events, yeah. something like that, you yeah. know? It, you, it, they can legitimately have that. Yes. There's not a lot of properties out there that can have and and really lay claim to that, that have the kind of following that they do. That yeah. They do. So that the 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 it is a. It, it seems to it feels like it's cheapening it by calling it a cult following. Yeah, for Kevin. you're right. It's it's not a cult. It's it's not a cult. It's but it's not mainstream either. No, no. But the, but the fans, the fandom of Kevin, is fucking rabid about the yeah. love of his his stuff. And I can confirm. Yes, emails have been sent to Jordan Monsanto to again try to get Kevin here. Uh, that that has. Been confirmed. Yeah. They have contact has been reached. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I think that falls into like money, but it, that's the biggest thing. Yes, and there's apparently possibly some windows opening in that direction. So cool. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. So. The heart attack. Heart attack. We get the reenactment. <laughs> Basically, that's, that's what it was. It was like one of those, like you know, uh, hospital show reenactments. Yes, it was a complete yeah. reenactment. Justin Long's, <laughs> he just <laughs> he barely opened his mouth. Yeah, while he spoke. 
It just, I didn't catch that the first time around. I just caught like it was some sort of weird little accent thing. Yep. But no, it was because he wouldn't open his mouth more than like half. He didn't ha- He didn't open his mouth any more than he needed to to get the words <laughs> out of his. Get the, so, and so chipper. Yeah. I like, it's like, I'll, I'll tell you, let the missus tell me at after 10 o'clock after Friday's dateline, I'll get those pants off. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's some great lines in <laughs> yeah, this. I, I was worried because I knew he was in it somewhere. Yeah. That that was no secret. I was worried that it was going to be that character that's recurred from Zach and Mary to the Jay and Bob universe. Yeah. I didn't want that guy. No. That's the wrong universe. Yes. Sort of. You know, wrong side of the universe. Uh, how about just a different dimension? No, because they are in this. That is the same universe, technically. It's yeah. Just, it's just, they just don't, they haven't crossed paths. There's been no crossover there. No. We don't, but, need, we don't but, need that Justin Long character to cross you, over. You can get Justin Long to play both those characters. Well, yeah. Because you have the precedent of one, Walter motherfucking Flanagan. <laughs> More than just Walt. More, yeah, Walt was the first. Walt was the first. Walt was the originator. Yeah. So you can, you can. How many Whatever did he play in Clerks One, what's that? How many did he have in Clerks One? Was it three? He had three roles: <laughs> Eggman, uh, the hurt customer feelings, yes, and the uh, cigarettes guy after the Chulies gum. Yes, g- yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, the Lon Chaney of uh, the VSQ <laughs> universe. How about that? You, you talk about opening. Okay, let's back it right up to the opening montage. Yes. The opening credits. The hockey game. The hockey game. And you right off the bat, you're going, that's Brian, that's Sozo, that's yeah. Ming, that's... <laughs> we got everybody, pretty much everybody that was associated with Kevin <laughs> yep. made either re, uh, recreated their role. Or they just showed up. Yep. Um, I don't remember Johnson being in the first one. I don't recall either, but no. the, I don't remember the uh, of the extras that were in the hockey scene too much. Yeah. So, like, Zapsic, uh, that makes sense. You have you had all the comic book men. Yes. Um, Ernie O'Donnell, uh, Mike Bellicose, like, all of Kevin's, all of Kevin's childhood friends that were there from the beginning or there at the end it was a family reunion it was absolutely <laughs> and he got that, to write it off for taxes because it was all for the movie right so yeah <laughs> calling it a family reunion is probably one of the most apt ways to put that nobody so. nobody could ever say kevin smith is not a smart businessman no, when he, he comes is. the way he writes You're right he can he knows how to write a, a movie yep. <laughs> in that way and it's like it's a love letter to his friends mm-hmm. and to himself and his experiences. Gets, his friends, his friends get to be on the big screen. Like, yeah, there you, you know, yep. thank you, my friends, which leads us like to that. The one, the, 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 we'll call it like the climax of, of the, of the conflict scene. Okay. But like, we don't want to jump too far ahead. Okay. But so we get everybody. Elias is back. Um, Elias is back in a big way. 
And he has his own silent Bob. Yep. Played by Austin Zazier, who is Harley Quinn Smith's boyfriend. Yep. Um, who's this is not his first time working with Kevin. No. They did that Sun and Sun and Lockdown. Yeah. A show that TV show that they made on it. Like it was like a competition sitcom show during COVID lockdown. Yep. And that cemented Austin's future in the uh-huh. the View Askew universe. And, and the fact that Kev has deemed him the next silent Bob, I think, is pretty adorable. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> so funny. Um only he was a little more animated when he had his his big moment. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we like so. Uh, Randall has his heart attack. Has the revelation that he's going to make a movie. Um. Yeah. Let's just. <laughs> I've been again. I've been holding this in a while. Yep. His entire monologue about his life. Yes. And his feelings about his life. Yep. God damn it, Kevin. Get out of my fucking head. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like, that's just one of the many reasons why this movie is hit so hard to me. Yeah. Because he was speaking to me. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Well, he wasn't speaking to you. He was monologuing himself. His Like, the man himself was monologuing. And... It's like, here we go. The, the, the monologue itself is... Exactly what a lot of people, a lot of people think, mm-hmm. and it it fits in the same trend that I'm finding with a lot of new music. Mm-hmm. A lot of these um, indie pop artists that I'm finding on YouTube and stuff. Yep. Why is a 48 year old man uh, listening to music by a young girl who's like barely in her 20s? But yet, her lyrics are exactly the same stuff that I think of. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it's just that. Holy well, <coughs> God damn it! Sorry, you're gonna make it. <coughs> Do you require first aid? Nope, I'm good. Nope, I'm you're good. good. We're, we're good. All right. <laughs> there you go. No, it's these artists are managing to put into words a lot of people's feelings. Yep. And there's a lot of people, and I said, they're going like, yes, yes, I too feel that way. Regardless if it's a 52-year-old man or a 20-year-old something or other. Um, The fact that we share that in common should means something to people it should it should it means we're all goddamn humans we all feel and like hurt and want and love and except for elon musk but wow (laughs) (laughs) what'd he do to you he's he's just fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) all right and uh, that, no, never, never mind. That, we, we're, I don't want to t- go down that road. What? Um, You've already you, kicked that door no, open. No, 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 no. No, we're not getting off clerks. Come on. Okay, okay. Keep, keep, okay. <laughs> keep <laughs> we, the train we, rolling. We have rails yeah, today. Yeah, this is- yeah, yes, we have to. We have to because I need to get this shit out. Yeah. Okay, this I've been holding it in too fucking long. I know, I know. <laughs> I finally had to wait until it came out on streaming to uh, yeah. get um, my, my chance to watch it. So... so 
yeah. So yeah, it's just it's just he's just hitting all my heartstrings. Well, with this so he Kevin has a way of doing that where he gets his emotion out. I I can't imagine why it would be. Oh, that's right. Maybe because he is one of us. Right. Grew up in the same era. He watched the same stuff we did. He liked the same pop culture we did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it it again follows the Hollywood trend. Why are all the cool pop culture stuff coming out right now? Because the fanboys are running the show. Yeah. Same thing. Same, same thing. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I get like, I, I, me trying to hitch my wagon to any portion of the the Kevin universe kind of thing this is like I parallel I feel like I kind of paralleled some of his life because when I was 19 20 years old I was working in a video shop I was living on my own in Edmonton so it was like my life was my apartment that I was crashing on a couch that my manager was renting and the movie shop and back and forth. And that's all I did. That's all I did. Okay. And it was like, there were, there, there was like, okay. I, I had like am, uh, ambition to do dif- different things as to like, well, you don't just pick up and move to Edmonton for shits and giggles because it's fucking cold there. <laughs> And this is coming from a Canadian, and it's fucking cold. Yeah, but there. We're, we're Southern Canadians, right? <laughs> you don't get any more Southern. No, no, not really. <laughs> That's why they call us the rednecks of Canada. Yeah, I love, I love living in this part of Canada. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because we I don't, hate winter. Don't get a lot of winter here. Nope. We get some, but anyways. But I felt, I, I like a, a, a kinship. Absolutely. And when I said I kind of had some of those life experiences that he kind of had. And like, I'm just like trying to hitch my wagon to find, find somebody that I could emulate like for a creative outlet. Right. That's, that's why I got into podcasting. Kevin. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I was there. So. <laughs> Well, even even before you were there, yes, but I was I was aware of it. Right, I right. To your meat hall, I listened to a few of those episodes. Right. So when when podcasting became a thing, like that was like twelve years ago for me. Um, it was to emulate what Kevin did to try to walk in his his footsteps his shadow kind of thing right. to create like he can create he also did challenge you too he did and i have come to the conclusion i have nowhere near the skill or talent that that man has right but i can still do my best absolutely that's and that and therein is the issue that people don't realize when they want to do podcasting when you when you I, when you follow somebody like Kevin to doing it, yep. Well, they're a celebrity. They do ha- already have some advantages. Yes. When you're a nobody, you don't have those advantages. No. So that fight is a lot harder, as we're well aware. Oh, absolutely. Or uh, but so do you do the fight, or 
in my opinion, I'm doing the fight, but I'm I'm just I just like doing this. Yes. Whether yeah. who hears it, whatever, great, whatever. This isn't for you. This is for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made that perfectly clear on day one with this show. Oh yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is therapy. This is therapy more than anything. Yeah. So yeah, this is not what you would call your your regular air quote entertainment. No, we we can be sometimes when we just go on about wrestling and other pop culture stuff. Right. But we do talk about our shit. Yeah. So so this is yeah we're not. We try not to pigeon our, pigeonhole ourselves into a specific genre. No. And I think that diversity um, exclude, excludes us from certain audiences. Probably. But I'm fine with that because, like you said, this is a th- therapeutic for both you and I. And... If we get our friends to pop in, if we get people to listen, if we get people to interact with us, awesome. So much the better. Mm -hmm. And we get to talk about cool things that we experience together or separately. We bring different things to the table. But the thing that did bring us to the table the most is that love of the Kevin Smith product, the Kevin Smith brand. Absolutely. And... This felt like, like, like Kevin is a, like he said, he goes, I'm my own biggest fan. (laughs) And if you aren't your own biggest fan, how, how can you possibly get other people to like you? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yep. So when Kevin makes clerks and then all these years later makes a movie about making clerks, with parallels of his own near fatal uh, fatality in in real life, it all ties everything back into itself. He said it. He said it when he did Clerks too. That Clerk, and and I know he repeated it with Clerks three, but Clerk he specifically said it with Clerks two. He said Clerks was me. In my early twenties, where I, when I didn't know where I was going, yeah. Clerks two is me in my in my mid thirties, still kind of still not sure where I'm going in my life, and now yeah. Clerks three and and he's exactly right. The parallels are there, yeah. It, when you know as much as we know about his life, yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't not tell you about his life exactly. The the dude is like. That if you look in the dictionary, it says oversharing. There's a picture of Kevin Smith, right yep, yep. front and center. Yep. So, uh, um, what do you know? What it was like? What 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 was the thing that you watched that made you like that? That said, okay, yes, I am a Kevin Smith fan. Um, I'm gonna go back to chasing Amy. The scene where Affleck and uh, Joey Lorne are in having the uh, their argument in the rainstorm as they're okay, yep. That emotional punch there is like okay, yeah, I get it. Okay, guy's confused, wants to hook up with the gay girl, 
that that doesn't work. And the gay girl has decided that, yeah, she's going to give this guy a chance. And this guy fucks it up in a big, bad way. Mm-hmm. It was that. You, you've that never seen writing. anybody do that before. No, no. That writing, that level of commitment from Affleck and Joey Lauren Adams to to make that scene work, um, I hadn't seen. Didn't follow the traditional Hollywood no. romantic comedy formula. No, no. Well, how many times have you seen uh, a straight guy falling for a gay girl, and then the gay girl goes, "Yeah, I'll give him a shot." True. You don't. You no. don't. No. You never. No. You that have never seen. Massively it. frowned upon. Right. Massively right. frowned upon. Right. Because they even said it. In the movie, yep. when she's bagging her comics and she's talking with her, her her other friends and they're going like, well, who are you dating? And she goes, Holden. And one of them looks at her like, oh, another one bites the dust. So you don't get that. Nope. You, he's, there, there was so much interesting and new and unique writing mm-hmm. that are coming across with it. Like, sure, you get goofy shit all the time. But when he gets serious and emotional, he does it better than probably 90% of the guys out there. You just you just pointed something out that I didn't realize. That's what, um, especially these last, I want to say, 10 years or so, the th- shows that um, affect me the most, mm-hmm. the shows that l- I love the most, I I may not go back to them as much because they mean something special. Yeah. They just hit me in that way. And the best ones are the ones that can be really, really weird, stupid, silly, and then sucker punch you in the heart when yeah. you're not looking. Yeah. Rick and Morty is one of the tops for that. Um, but... There's just other random things will happen. And sometimes not even a whole show. Sometimes it's one episode or just like certain key scenes. Just when you get sucker punched with emotion. Right. Amidst whatever other chaos. That means something. And Kevin was the first one to do that too. Because it slices through the noise. Right. And once you can establish that wedge, you, you, he's, he's, he basically he's asking, "Hey, you feel that too, right? I feel that way. Not we only, feel this way together now, right?" Not only and, was Kevin the first to do it, I just I can I can actually say these words, even though we'll get to it later. But the later scene, the funeral, yeah, that's you know, I, there's some silliness amongst that, and I'm bawling. I'm I I'm not laughing at the silly. No. That's how. Not only did Kevin start this, he gave me the most in, amazing experience. Where I'm too emotional to laugh at the jokes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've never had that. No. I've never had that. So there's but, another kudos. Yeah. But to like <laughs> leading into the funeral, though. That's where the waterworks started. That's yeah. So that. It was already a rushing river of of tears. Yeah. So, so it wasn't stopping. 
I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the, the theater that, uh, Dante was watching from, I wonder if that was the Angelica. I would put money on it. Yeah. I would put money on it. I'm sure the answer's out there. I would put money on it. Yeah. It, it would only stand a reason. Exactly. That is like the birthplace of this whole thing that we're that we've been a part of yep. is the Angelica Theater. And to have Bob Hawk cameo in his in that movie. Do we want to, do we want to get back to this the yeah, story? Yeah, let's get back to it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to just keep rolling off the track here. Yeah. Um yeah, so we were at the heart attack, the epiphany, he's going to make the movie. Yes. He's going to but he didn't know what it was going to be. He's going to be it's going to be about me. This. It they they he hammered home that point. This movie is about my life. Yes. Over and over and over. To me, I think it was about the third time that he said that to yep. Dante's face, it became a Chekhov's gun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, it was like, okay, this, this is the, the hook that we are now, we are now dangling on. This is, uh, Randall is making this movie about my life. Mm-hmm. This is my, and parlaying his heart attack, which is exactly what Kevin did, yeah, to make I guess people work with him. Yeah, now he did it tongue in cheek, like though, and he admitted to that. He's like, I don't know if you heard, like, no, he, okay, but still, it, it's still if, doing if, it. If if I had a heart attack and I came up to you and it's like. I don't know if you've heard. Yes, motherfucker, I know you had a heart attack. Now comes the the thing that you're going to like hold over my head now. Prime example, your ribs. I br- I think I brought up the ribs more than you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you're you're right. <laughs> but but that's a thing. Now it will cause resentment. After a while, yep. Like you're, he's you're going to say like, okay, yeah, you had a tar- heart attack. A lot of other people have heart attacks too. Yep. A lot of people have just that and the other. A thing. lot of people have them and don't come back. Right, right. So why are you holding that against me? Yep. To to make me do something that I might have done otherwise. But now I have to do it out of obligation because you and your fucking heart attack. Yep. So. Yeah, you just knew that was, you could see that building. That build, that slow under, under build. And I'm just like, this is going to get bad. It's going to get bad. And it got bad. But before we get to the bad, we get to some more fun. And, and yeah, the auditions for the auditions were fantastic. All the impractical jokers, Affleck uh, as Boston John. Yep, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Melissa Benoist, and Chris Wood, who yep. did the dueling theater kid act. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, who else? Freddie Prince Jr. Um, who else? You there? didn't recognize Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, I did not. I like I. 
we said when we were watching the credits, I went, that was Sarah Michelle Geller. I completely zoned out on that. It has so. been a long time since I've really seen her in anything, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I want to say the, Southland Tales, and that's not a good thing to remember nope, from. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was good to watch the, the the auditions. But even before the auditions, we still get an emotional punch. Oh, when when Randall tells Dante he's going to be the producer and he has to secure everything like this, Dante has a, a moment where he of self doubt and he goes to talk to becky mm, yes and I, 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 this, I block out certain bits that just get they'd start to sting yeah <laughs> when when he uh when dante goes to the cemetery sits in front of becky's gravestone and becky shows up and has a conversation with him I was like, holy shit. We get ghost Becky. Ghost Becky. And it was just like, first of all, we we got our first glimpse of something happening when Randall was taken to the hospital. Oh, yes. And yes. Dante has that PTSD moment where he sees himself walking into the hospital from the past. Yep. And we're Be- like Becky was on the gurney. Yeah, we didn't know it was Becky though. That's right. We, yeah, until, until we saw him. Right. Right. And we're just like, like, okay. We the first hint that something was wrong when we see the the death notice about Becky. Yeah. And then Dante sees his past come rushing back towards him, and then he goes to the gravestone of his wife. And talks to her. And then she's like, oh, yeah, everybody, everybody's fucking in heaven. Why do you think it's called heaven? I didn't want to see you pining over me. She did get all the emotional notes in first. Yeah. Before she goes filthy. <laughs> but you got, you got this emotional, <clears throat> um, again, punch of... Dante talking to his dead wife and she's going, you have to turn the page and you're going to dream about me and you're dreaming about us, dreaming of us in a cemetery. Why not like having sex on a beach in Hawaii? Yeah. Think bigger, (laughs) dream bigger was, was the key to that. That whole interaction was dream bigger. And that should be the message. All of us get Mm -hmm. we're all dreaming too small we all need to dream bigger and like nobody has to die that we know to make that happen no that message that shouldn't be it shouldn't that shouldn't be the catalyst right right you know as with anything else the the worst scenario should not be the final catalyst to turn things around Right. You should be preemptive with this shit. Right. <laughs> right. There's, what is it? The, um, I picked up a new painting a couple weeks, weekends ago. And it's a, it's a picture of a, a flayed human, no skin. He's holding his heart above him. 
Oh, I did see. I did see it on your Facebook. Yeah. Yes, I did see that one. I got. I, I want to make sure I get the quote correct because that was the reason why I bought that painting. Let me just pull this up real fast. Dude, there it is. There it is. The quote under it is, let's live until we die. Yeah. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who do a lot of dying before they're dead. Mm-hmm. That, and it goes back to that the Randall's rant, Randall's monologue about I what 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 I had a shit life like yep. what life you know it goes back to that same sentiment yeah you haven't had a life yeah that's <laughs> that the whole message about this movie is we have a, a finite amount of time on this this side of whatever. Don't die before it's your time. Live until your time's up. There's a we we waste so much time. That was the message, really, is we waste so much time with insignificant shit. We need to do more things, more better things to to make our lives worthwhile worth living the message in clerks one is was to if, if appreciate what you have and if you don't like it fix it yeah that's the whole shit out shit or get off the pot thing yep. you know that and then clerks two comes along and it, it's it's more of the follow your follow your dreams do what you want mm-hmm. now clerks three is you better hurry up yeah <laughs> Shecky. <laughs> Which is the exact pattern of Kev's career. Yes. yes. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Like he, he is he has encapsulated his entire life in those clerks movies. And if you just watch Clerks one, two, and three, you get everything. Mm-hmm. All the other things are just like little offshoots of what happened between one, two, and three, or during. But there's there's a parallel stream that uh, these those other movies take part, especially Chasing Amy, more so than like Mall Rats and stuff like right. that. Right. But whoever whoever Kev has as their Askew historian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Because the tiny little nods in their universe yep. are everywhere. All their own branding, all their fake brands and Nails, shit. movies, Chulies. Hater tots were in the cooler. Hater tots, yeah. Like, that's, there's the newbie. I liked Harley as the new milkmaid in yeah. her yoga hosers yes. u- uniform. Yes. So... Um, the big, the big punch when, uh, Dante has his heart attack, it was foreshadowed right from the beginning. We we skipped over an important bit. The return of Veronica. 
<laughs> Randall sends her the script and he included the 37 story. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent her the script. And Veronica, Veronica oh. comes blasting through the doors at the quick stop. She's going to kill somebody. <laughs> she sounded. Marilyn Gigliotti as Veronica sounded exactly as Veronica from Clerks 1. Yes. It look it was like there was not a beat missed uh, her her inflection, her tone, her her voice, her attitude. It was just like this is Veronica. Mm-hmm. Veronica never left Leonardo, New Jersey. Doesn't look like it. And yeah, <laughs> and Veronica didn't have an easy life by the sounds no, of it. No, apparently not. As we after she has, she says what she says, which holy like, ta- like yeah, yeah. I I have a family. Whoa, yeah. And she immediately regretted it. Ran out. That was just like wow. I have a career and I have a family, and I was like. I think we both went, oh, yep. at the same time. Yep. And it was just like, it was one of those unfortunate things you say in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. you never get those back. Nope. Because it's, yeah, yeah, you're angry, you're upset, you're mad, you're hurt. That That's kind of a nuclear missile. And depending on how you follow that. Yeah. It either lands or it aborts. Yeah. <laughs> so if you immediately have regret, it aborts. <laughs> if you don't. And and kudos to Dante for recognizing that she was just angry. Mm-hmm. And she said something like without thinking. Yep. And when he went to go talk to her in the car. Like his first was like, please don't cry. And he he instantly spills. forgave her. He still loved Veronica yeah. from back when they were stupid twenty somethings. It didn't work. Yeah, you could say there's still something there. Yeah, <laughs> you never really. They had feelings. They had, that was abundantly clear. Yes, in Clerks, you don't have the dilemma that he had in Clerks. If there's not feelings, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's the whole point of it, right? And her, her breaking down, like she just she felt hurt about what Randall had wrote about her. Yeah, and she wanted to make them hurt in exchange. Yeah, and then. It was almost one of those things that you can't come back. She from. also didn't know Dante didn't know. Right. He just, you know, he yeah, that clear, right? So, because, yeah, because when Dante found out that Randall had sent that to Veronica, it was like, you did what? But Which this, is like fall, this, 10 seconds before she walked in the door. Right. This is, this falls into the same thing with Randall. Not think or yeah, Randall not thinking about other people's yep. at that point about the stuff that he has put into his the movie about my life. Yep. This is my life. Mm-hmm. There was consequences that he didn't think were gonna happen. Yep. Oops, consequences always happen. Yep. So, 
That's always clear. Right. <laughs> and Dante consoling Veronica in the car, getting everything squared away. Once again, Dante's just a good guy. Right. Which leads up to Veronica. You want to fuck? <laughs> yep. And it's just like. And then everybody comes out. Jay starts wanking. <laughs> and uh, so is Veronica in? Well, I think Dante is. Yeah. <laughs> so you have you have those super emotional beats quickly followed up by like, okay, let's bring it back down a little Here's, bit. Yep. Let's bring it back. Like we just don't, you don't need to hammer home. Like it doesn't have to be an hour and a half of no. emotional no. abuse towards the audience. I don't know if Kevin would really be, ever be comfortable writing a pure drama. Uh, pure drama? Pure I drama? So. I don't think he could. Chasing Amy was pretty close. Yeah, that's about as close as you're going to get. But, but, remember the roller coaster analogy I talk about for wrestling? Yeah. This is the exact same thing. Oh, oh, fuck yes. So, you can't have a roller coaster that keeps climbing, 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 climbing. climbing. No. So you have to have those ups and downs. Yep. So you get those comedic beats to cool the audience down a little bit. Yeah. And then you bring them back up. Then you cool them off. Then, I find I, I find the comedic beats help to soften the face, you know. Yeah. Loosen the muscles in the face a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only got so many tears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Stay hydrated while watching the <laughs> film. <laughs> That's key. Very key. <laughs> For me. Um, no, this. So she's back. She's and, back. And now, you know, we get all, we get so many key moments from the original yeah, film. Reprising. A lot of people reprising their old roles from Clerks 1. Uh, oh, the cinematographer. The the cinematographer that they hire. Ratface. Oh, uh, Shooter Bob. Shooter Bob. Yep. <laughs> Talk about meta. Holy oh, shit. yeah, that was like, it couldn't. <laughs> well, the whole movie is meta. It is. The whole, it is, yes. His whole career is Kevin meta. Kevin just flips a switch. Yeah. <laughs> and goes into pure filmmaker mode. And that. <laughs> Everybody was, knows the, the lighting in here is awful. That, the colors are ghastly. <laughs> so I'm going to be shooting it in black and white no matter what you say. So. <laughs> Shooter Shooter Bob was awesome. Um, there there were so many callbacks to the original, but new stuff to balance out the old stuff. We forgot to mention Austin's name. <laughs> Blockchain Coltrane. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that come from and i feel like kevin said what what do you want your character's name to be austin yeah Yeah, (laughs) it could be anything you want yeah (laughs) think about it because you're stuck with it forever (laughs) blockchain cold train awesome (laughs) uh yeah uh so shooter bob and we now we get we're getting the recreations of classic scenes yeah and and like it, that's a whole montage, yeah, in was, the middle of the movie. So good, and the way it kept they would slip in and out of black and white. Yes. All right. So here's the film footage. Here's the here's the real. You know that was I really liked how they played with that. Yep. 
and yes, then we get to the big climax. The well, big... even still, oh, even before that, something? um, there's so many important notes, right? Yeah, it, like <laughs> still totally fresh. So this is gonna have to be like a couple more views by me just to get get all the things. I will be going back. Yeah, but when when Dante uh, FaceTimes Emma, oh yeah, to get to try and get money to help finance, Jeez, he, he, a- he wants thirty grand from Emma from Clerks Two, his his ex fiance, who he. Left for Becky. She's she's just fucking hates him. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. The pure hatred. Oh, you just oozes out of that screen. Um, that I, I've I've mentioned. I've texted you that I'm watching episode four of Alexandria Unlimited Calamity. Yes. Brennan Lee Mulligan's Lord's Lord of Hell. Yeah. His pure hatred for humans. Yeah. For humanity. Yep. Is is the only other hatred I've seen portrayed that is worse than Emma's, <laughs> and it's a close fucking. It's race. close, yeah. <laughs> Emma despises despises Dante, yep. but hates Randall. Mm-hmm. Hates him with the fucking fury of a thousand exploding suns to steal a line from Century, <laughs> but she just. But for for whatever, however, again, Dante has this way, yep, and he gets the money out of Emma. He puts up his half of the store as collateral. Yeah, and then the blow up, the blow up. Uh, yeah, well, so they were going to shoot the reenactment of the, the donkey show at from Clerks Two at the movies. Yeah. We get another Becky appearance. As as Dante is having a PTSD legit PTSD, legit PTSD moment. moment and Becky Becky's ghost is trying to get Dante to turn the page, move forward. Go in. You can do it. Go in. Yeah. And he can't. He can't. He, he cannot. There is so much. He tears off the movie shirt and runs away. Yep. <sighs> and so when it, now we go back to the quick stop and we get the introduction of the high school reporter and her mom. <laughs> Which reminded me of Wanda Sykes and Earthquake from Clerks 2. Very similar. Very, very kind of similar dynamic. Beats, yes. Yeah. Very similar dynamic. Um, her, her lines, like, I, I, that's the only slight little bit that I didn't quite like. I, I just, I don't like those jokes anymore. I'm over the, oh, you're shooting a black and white. I see a lot of white, you know? Yeah. But that, I get it. I get it. And, you know, it was kind of funny. I like her. I can't remember her name, but I, I've seen her in a couple of things now and I like her. I I I could I I would have left that out. Yeah. Well, there was that was a like a criticism that they had to endure. Just oh, sure. But again, not everything is as 
diverse as everybody. It, it wasn't Kevin's fault that there weren't maybe not a lot of black people in Leonardo right. at the time. Right. Right. So <laughs> like, he he worked with who he worked with. His customers were who they were. Yep. He he well he worked for an Indian couple. The toppers are right. East Indian. They're never characters. So right. But it's not like they're trying to like trying to pawn it off like Kevin was some sort of racist. Like it was somehow. intentional. Like it was, it was, yeah. It was like, couldn't be any farther from the truth if they tried. If they would have, if they would have included, ham fistedly included them, that would have been intentional, yeah, and it would have been noticeable, yeah. So, because you know, you wouldn't have had the same kind of rapport vibe, you know, yeah. So, get past that. But yeah, we get that introduction, and then they're about to shoot, and Dante comes in, and he's hammered. 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 <laughs> Which, given the given the experience of what was about to happen, yeah, anybody would have dove into a bottle of Jack Daniels to try and uh, quench that pain as best they could. Yep. And when Randall drags him into the cooler and dresses him down, I'm just like... Where in reality has this conversation actually taken place? And who were the participants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We this, know. We know. We know. So. Yep. This. This is straight history. That conversation. Yep. Slight very. Oh, a, a somewhat variation in circumstances. Yeah. But yeah, there would be that, those threads there for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, again, he's hitting those heartstrings. For those of us who know, if you know, you know. Yep. You know. <laughs> but it was. But uh, that, that whole entire exchange, that was, I, I could feel the fuse being lit. Yep. In that moment, especially with the, the vile things that Randall actually says. Yeah. <laughs> The, 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 when Dante finally, finally blows up. How they transition from reenacting that scene into the full rant was so perfect. Cutting, cutting from the black and white to the color Mm -hmm. as, as Dante is delivering his lines, they're switching to the overhead color shot. It was like. This is reality. Like I said. This is the, the reality of white. this moment. Yep. And it's about to go way, way, way sideways. Mm-hmm. And it did. Yes. And wow. Dante spills his soul of he's tired of how Randall has treated him and neglected him. Yep. Yep. And then he drops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he and one again that performance. The you could see the pain in O'Halloran's eyes as he unleashed everything that he felt. I did feel it. I felt. Yeah. I felt every bit of that. You could like Brian O'Halloran went to a place very few of us ever go to to get that out hmm am i reading into this it, there could be an element of truth behind that 
I don't doubt it. Well, who who was it that held up? Oh, the Clark's the, forever. Right. So there is there's a level of frustration that a lot of people felt towards Jeff Anderson. Right. About holding up a bunch of things. Yep. But in Jeff Anderson's defense, he felt he got robbed. Oh yeah. He he was not wrong. Absolutely not. Right. There's there, there, nobody questions that. But still the resentment would still be there. Right. Because right. he was the one that was worried about the money. Yeah. He's right to do so. It's he 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 doesn't consider himself an actor. So yeah, know. these those are the things that he has to live off of. Exactly, live on exactly. So, and yeah, <laughs> but the, still, those feelings would be there, and he got to think they they probably came out a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that just adds to the performance, right? Yep. Just like yeah, I, it harkens back to like Foley going off on the rock. After after he threw his book in the garbage, yeah. that promo, you know, when you get elements of truth feeding, feeding the story, you know, it comes through. It can come through. Absolutely. When it's done right. Well, we've all been frustrated with friends. Mm-hmm. We've all we've all been there. We all we all have felt those things. Yep. And a lot of us eat it and just carry on. And then some of us just just can't hold on to it for too much longer, and it just comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, he pops. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Yep. Unfortunately, with Dante, he popped a cork. All right. Yeah it <laughs> it cost him everything. Yep. And so he drops. He's rushed to hospital. Randall. Is of course freaking out. Yep. Him and uh, Elias go to the hospital, um, but they can't get in. Can't find him. Can't get anything. But then Randall decides he's going to leave to go work on his movie. Yep. My movie. My movie. And Elias, of all people, of all people, dressed so ridiculously, <laughs> just tears a strip off of. Don, uh, Randall and it stuns Randall into coming back to reality. Yes. And it was such a dressing down where where Randall's uh verbal assault on Dante in the cooler was bad. Mm-hmm. Elias's just sliced especially the reveal that Dante had put up his half of the store. Yep. To get him the money. Yep. He sacrificed that one thing he had left to make it happen. To make for his, his dream, friend to make his movie happen. Yeah, yeah. So Randall runs off. Yep. And then we see him looking at the getting all nostalgic. That picture of Dante and Randall, the that one to me, it's an icon, the iconic image of them behind the counter. There's oh, one okay. particular, Dante and Randall. Yeah. I want a print of that. <laughs> I just like that yeah. image. I, it just means something. I it, ah, I like that image. Yeah. I like the um, going back and looking at the photos in that, that room of 
what those two meant to each other. Without, without dialogue, without, with, with, like there was nothing other than like the, the music behind it. And you get finally Randall, it slices through Randall's head. Randall's ego. It goes, this is the, your partner in crime, your, your hetero life mate as, as, as often as the joke that, Kevin makes with Jason it everything is tied in that universe to that theme my heterosexual life mate yes that's what those two were yes through the through the thick and thin and the up and down those two were like that was it yep. those those two were the universe and it finally took Dante being taken away from Randall yep. for him to understand how much he meant to him and the other way around. And you saw him get to work. Yep. He goes on the, he, and you see him. I don't know if we see him, what he's doing. We just know he's working on the movie. Yeah. And then we get some little silliness with Jay causing a subtle distraction at the hospital. <laughs> I pooped in the ICU. <laughs> with a, a mask over his face, but it's over his eyes and yep. his nose. and cut it. A hole's cut in the mask so, so he can subtle. see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Randall comes into Dante's. And Dante's looking rough. Yeah, he's, he, he's intubated. intubated. It's it's as bad as you could possibly get. But again, this was foreshadowed mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie. Yep. And Randall puts his laptop on the thing. He goes, "I want to watch our movie. I want you to watch our movie." And it starts and Dante grabs Randall's hand and I'm just like, this is going to get bad. (laughs) And it cuts to Clerks 1, the opening of Clerks 1, where you see Dante get out of the car and Randall looks at him and he goes, you've always been the star of my movie. You're the Luke to this movie you're not Dak you're always been the star of my movie and then it cuts to Dante watching the movie in a movie theater an empty movie theater an empty movie theater and it was when that cut happened I knew exactly what had happened (laughs) and then with 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 Dante sitting there, somebody's hand comes off screen <laughs> and holds his hand. I'm just like, oh, it's fucking Becky. Which, yeah, you pull. They pulled back, and Becky is sitting beside him in this empty movie theater. And it's just like at that point in time. 
you knew exactly what had happened. Yep. You knew what was happening. What was happening. And then. Come on, let's go. Hmm? Dante gets up and says. Yeah, Dante on, gets go. up. Well, don't you want to watch the rest of this? Don't you want to see the end? I I know how it ends. No, he I've seen. I know this. how. It, no, he didn't say I know how it ends. He said, "No, I trust the director." Yeah, I trust the director. <laughs> it cuts back to uh, Dante's remember. hospital he was room. My best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, Brent can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, but not to you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Cuts back to the hospital room where said Randall is is enjoying his moment with his best friend watching their movie. Then he looks over and sees his friend leave. Mm-hmm. Kevin finally fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch finally killed Dante in the third act. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yep. So, so yeah, we come right off of that into the funeral. Yeah, right from that to the funeral, where you got Elias dressed as <laughs> what? He's wearing a fucking iron gauntlet oh. on his right ar- on his left arm. Now, okay. <laughs> We're not doing Elias enough justice. No, no, we have not. Elias has had his. Well, okay. The, <laughs> it oh, yeah, sta- it, it starts with with Randall's heart attack. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> back up. Sorry. Yeah, we gotta I, go right back to the beginning. The le- we gotta we bring some back some levity because yeah. I gotta stop crying. Um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the heart attack. What caused Randall's heart attack? According to Elias. <laughs> No, we watched it happen. They were in the middle of another one of Randall's rants about yeah. <laughs> religion, <laughs> about Jesus. Oh. <laughs> so, so of course, not even thinking about it, when we see Dante and Elias in the hospital waiting room, Elias well, is having the epiphany. Well, no, first. No, Elias, <coughs> Elias got mad at Randall for running down his, his faith. <laughs> And then, according to Elias, he asked God and Jesus to smite Randall for his lack of faith. So he attacked his heart. That's so he attacked his heart. I forgot how he said And that. then he, Elias got mad at Jesus and God because they didn't reverse the thing that it, Elias it, asked him to do. Him and Dante prayed right there. Yeah. And they didn't answer right away. Right away. Oh, <laughs> so they they they've forsaken me. Yeah. So as as because God did not rescind his his uh smiting of Randall, Elias rips the cross off his neck, <coughs> renounces God, and becomes and pledges his soul to Satan. And then from that point on, <laughs> Elias is now a born again Satanist. And blockchain. And blockchain. Blockchain joined him. Yep. And Can't forget every blockchain. single time Elias shows up on screen, he's in a new and different 
stage of Satanism with his dress. He's wearing outfits that are definite homages to various dark pop culture references. <laughs> yeah. There's Frankenfurter mask in there, yeah. uh, makeup done at one point. There's, uh, well, the obvious Blade Runner uh, reference that, uh, what's Blade Runner? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. It just gets bigger and and, and crazier. At one point, oh, the cat. The when cat. they're fil- he's he's dressed in, God, he his hair is up. I think he had a crow on his shoulder. No, blockchain, blockchain. had the crow on his shoulder, and he's got to hold this cat all all day, and he's allergic to cats. Yeah, well, they had to, he he had to hold the cat for the famous cat shitting in the box scene from yes. Clerks One. So they had to hold on to the cat to make sure it shit in the box. It has come to through, uh, come to light that Elias is very allergic to cats, and yeah. Randall's going, "Well, you got to suffer for your art, but it's not my art; it's your art." <laughs> well, that's Hollywood. And then when they film the scene, he comes in and he's, like, <gasps> yeah. and then he just slowly collapses to the floor. And they put wheezing as, as the subtitle. <laughs> uh, uh, but, and then the funeral. Yeah, he's giving the eulogy, and he's wearing this giant metal gauntlet on his left arm, I, uh, and he puts the Buddy Christ uh, kite on that the casket that he sold as an NFT. Yep, made millions, uh, a million, one a million, million, one million. They, they well, okay, we skipped over the fact that after, uh, after the funeral. We get uh, uh, Emma shows up. Yep. Well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about the funeral first, then we'll yeah, get to the so Emma scene. We, so we roll right into the funeral from you know having our heart ripped out with the passing of Dante. So I'm bawling. The waterfall just out of my face. I'm not laughing at, at as ridiculous as Elias looks with that with his entire getup. Yeah. Gauntlet. It was the gauntlet that kept getting it. He's just like... Okay. <laughs> I don't know why a iron gauntlet is Satanist. I I couldn't figure it out, but I, was, I at this point in time I was invested in Elias's alliance change. I guess is how you call it. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna roll with this alignment shift. He had an alignment shift. That's right. Um, <laughs> he went from a cleric to a warlock. Yeah, basically. <laughs> to yeah. Keep, to tie it back to our D and D roots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, and oh, and and the little wink of of uh, the eyes between Harley and Austin was that was adorable. Yep. <laughs> Give the kids their moment. Yep. So yes, now we're back at the quick stop with the. I, I assure you, we're mourning. Yeah. Sheet on the window. <laughs> Black sheet, white lettering. Yep. So uh, and <laughs> uh, Randall officially elevates Elias to his new best friend status, as he calls in Clerks too. As per Clerks too. Um, and yes, Emma shows up. She wants her money. Yeah, she or her half of the quick stop. Yes. To which Elias calls out to his dark lord Satan to to aid them, and blockchain, blockchain. arrives. The kites are flying. That was like, of course, of course, because yeah, there's 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 a sub subplot of. Elias and blockchain trying to sell Buddy Christ kites as NFTs, and 
crypto is like in there as well but like these 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 nfts that's actually what started the conversation with randall and elias to be to begin with holy shit you see how he did it the the nft conversation started the whole mess yeah and the nfts saved the the day yeah yeah you motherfucker kevin another another chekhov's gun (laughs) holy shit yeah so <laughs> I'm going to end up rewatching this movie and catching something new yeah. every fucking time. It's so, going to be my so, new Ready Player One. Yeah. Blockchain, blockchain throws a hundred grand into Elias's arms. Yep, and then Elias instantly throws thirty grand at Emma and tells her to fuck off. <laughs> I can't buy. I, or I, I can't earn my spot, but I'll buy it. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So Emma, Emma gets her comeuppance at the end because. She was really just a fucking bitch when she walked. Sorry, in. Jen, but you're really good at your job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she uh, said, Emma comes in and just starts ragging on on uh, Randall, even after he like he just buried his best friend. Yep. And the last thing he wants is this. Yes. And so Emma, we get a picture wrap on Jen Schwalbach with uh, her Emma character. Yep. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob come storming in, and they go off with Elias and Blockchain to do their thing. They're flying kites. They're flying kites. <laughs> they went to fly the kites. Yeah. Um, Blockchain gives Jay a hundred gr- or ten grand to buy weed or get yeah. a buy or you something. You want to buy? Like yes, that. I want to buy all the weed. Yeah. So. Yeah, blockchain just bought ten grand worth of weed off of Jay, and they go off to the side, and they're doing their thing. And Randall is left at the counter by himself, and he looks over to the right where Dante is supposed to be, and he goes, "I really wish you were here to see this." And as the camera pulls back. Dante's ghost is standing right beside him. Yep. And then we get the new milkmaid. Yeah. Harley Quinn Smith wearing uh, the yoga hosers quick stop uh, outfit, taking over for her grandma. Yep. That's... So it it pulled that that slow pull back through the entire store. It it ends. That's Clerks. That's exactly like Clerks one ended. It, and two. Yep. Two did it. Two did it as well. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Kev, you I love you, man. All right. Um and so yeah, I, I gotta follow this up with my experience last week. Um I got to meet Kevin uh, in Mississauga at a comic book shop. Yes. Um Bellamy got us tickets to this meet and greet. Um it we did not know anything about it as to what the protocol. I tried emailing and whatnot, couldn't get any answers. So we brought stuff to get extra stuff to get signed, but it was made very clear. No, they were going to be on a very, very tight schedule. Yeah. It was, you were only going to get to just walk up, say hi. He was going to take your phone and take your selfies and uh, on you go and you get, you get two comics signed by him and the letter artist who's, who's a local boy, Andrew Thomas. Yep. He's been to CK Expo a few times and he'll be back again. Um, but I didn't care. I didn't care because when I got up there, so I had tweeted that morning. Yes. I, uh, Rob was running a few minutes late. No big deal. We had plenty of time. We were leaving at 7, <laughs> we were leaving at 7 a.m. for an event that started at 2. Oh, well, yeah. And okay. we had to go to Mississauga. 
That's only like three hours. Yeah, away. we ended up having like two and a half hours to kill. Yeah. Before we, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it was always a while. We yeah. went for lunch and everything. But yeah, 7 a.m. And uh, yeah, so I, I put out that uh, a tweet or a Facebook thing that said I was waiting, you know. And you you're, you commented, well, why don't you start walking? Yeah. So I did. <laughs> and I tweeted a little video. I, tweeted, I And I tweeted it out to Kevin that said, how anxious am I to meet Kevin Smith today? Well, my friends are running a little late. We got time, but I'm going to start walking. And it's a long ass walk. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept walking. I got over, over to Grand, you know, like 10 minute walk. And uh, I I just took a picture. made it look like I'm like a hit chicken on the side of the road. And I'm just, a, just a small town girl trying to get to the big seat to meet Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin liked and retweeted both of them. Okay. Fairly quickly. Nice. Then we get there. And things are running a little late. Um I'm not going to say this part on air. I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll mention it after. I, you, I probably you mentioned it to me. Oh yes, before. yeah. So I don't okay. need to talk about the part. No. His what happened, all that. Okay, but so we're there, and the line gets moving and whatnot. We're halfway there, and yeah, there's Rob's whole uh, comic book scenario, which was funny. His French comic book that he didn't know was French. Nope. <laughs> um, we so we get up there though, and so Rob didn't get a chance to chat in his ear try and hype up ck expo but he did show him a quick picture above the ck cosplay the or the uh the, the pros versus cons yep andrew thomas the letter artist has a card in the game nice and he wanted to show kevin like do you have a, a game a card in a game which he probably <laughs> does somewhere somewhere but, somebody's thought of something but like that. yeah uh, but he, he wanted to throw that out there um then i get up there and as i'm walking up first of all he greets everybody with a hug yeah so i get the hug and it's kevin so I'm like, oh my god, I'm hugging Kevin Smith, and then he goes, "You're the small town girl." <laughs> How long of a walk was it? <laughs> and he and and uh, so I tell him real quick, and, he, and then he goes, "Are you coming to the show tonight?" And I'm said, "Unfortunately, no, but I did get to see Clerks three two weeks ago. I tweeted the picture with my daughter." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I remember." And he does the heart thing with yeah. his hands, and he hugs me again. Nice. And then I walked away. Don't move along. Yeah, but he hugged me twice. And this, again, I've been holding this shit in. Um, so you notice I haven't posted anything. No. Yep. Brent questioned that too, because I can't find the right fucking words. And I'm not saying it's like life changing or anything like that, because it's I don't know if it is. Yep. But well, but what Clerks Three, how Clerks Three hit me, mm-hmm. and then to meet Kevin. And for him to remember, just a me of all people from my tweets. I don't yeah. care how many people tweet at him or whatever, but he remembered me. He remembered my picture with my daughter. Um, and I just the the hug. Okay, it's why am I crying? I'm a forty year. This I said. I'm okay. I I'm all honesty, I'm about to repeat something I did say to Bellamy outside the store. Yeah, because yeah, I got emotional outside the store. Why is a 48-year-old man crying over the fact that he hug, got a hug from a 52-year-old man <laughs> in a comic book store? Why? 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 Because he is connected to you in such an emotional level. He, he has given his art to you. And in that, in that art, due to... Are are connected in a way. He he speaks to me. He, yeah, he just yeah. He, he gets me. You know, 
that's that sounds so stupid. It sounds psycho. That's what that's what stalkers say. In, in a way, I, I but, feel like I'm reenacting Stan with no, Eminem. No, no, <laughs> we could have no. been together. Think about it. No, that you know, you know that would never happen. But <laughs> all my <clears throat> jokes about the celebrity restraining order and stuff, which, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah, Bellamy's not going to let this go. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> back in the day, the, uh, the you know, the, the, the bygone days yep. of the Madhouse. Way, <laughs> way back in the before times. Way in the before times. <laughs> when, when Mike was still at the Madhouse and Jason, Jason would, would, would make a lot of outlandish declarations. Yeah, Jason would say things that... No sane human should ever say. Jason said things that would get him in trouble on that show. Um, not, <coughs> sorry, not in a cancel culture kind of way of trouble. In a Jason, Mike and Rob are going to tear him a new one get, and make him have him doing shit. Um, that's why I've watched a lot of the <laughs> the crazy films I have. I survived the Human Centipede trilogy because of you assholes. <laughs> so, oh, wait a minute. I believe the word you're looking for is consequences for your actions. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Same difference. So um, I totally lost tr my train of thought here. Oh, well, yeah, my, what Rob's... <laughs> I made declarations that if I ever had the chance... <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that I was going to uh, immediately drop to my knees in front of Kevin Smith. Yeah. And I did not do that. No. No, because I believe I said something about consequences for those actions. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, but Rob's not going to let that go. No, no. As he should he's not. Like, he should definitely. that clear. Uh, That's getting brought up. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would hope so. Because even in a conversation that I had with Brent while you were in Mississauga, <laughs> falls into... So, do you think Jason's going to need bail today? He did. I, text, and he did to my response me. was, that's his fucking problem, not mine. I did whisper to Crystal, I hope you have bail money when I left the house. <laughs> um, or, or when she left, because right, she had to work that morning. So. Yeah. Um, but I did say that to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, to me, it was... The way what he him recognizing me, speaking to me for that thirty second interaction, yep. and the hugs as stupid as it sounds is, it just brought it it hit it home that my feelings about Ken, Kevin's genuineness. Kevin is Kevin. Yeah. There is yeah. a dark side of Kevin. There is no, you know, I don't. I Kevin is that one celebrity that I will say without a shadow of a doubt that that man can do no wrong to make me not love him. Yeah. It uh, like he will never do anything that's going to offend me. But he's human. He is human. I acknowledge that, but there is nothing he could do that would offend me. Or uh, well, let me put it this way, there's nothing that he would do. Right. That would offend me enough to make me not love that man. Yeah. And that to me says something about a, a, a any artist. If an artist can make me love them as much as I love their material. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> talking about the hugs, the 30 seconds. Within that 30 seconds of the seven plus billion people on this planet 
it was you two <laughs> having that moment. Now that's over romanticizing it. <laughs> no, it's not. You're right. It's not. Yeah. And but at that at that point in time, it was just you and Kevin sharing that moment. Yep. Don't don't I, fucking downplay that. Don't don't say is like oh, it's, but it, it's it was just it wasn't just it wasn't just it was a moment. No, you got to meet your hero. You got to meet your inspiration. This is the officially the closest I've been because like we stayed at arm's length kind of thing with the Babylon situation. Yeah. So yes, this was. Well, there was also like a fucking crush of people at Babylon. Yes. And me fucking crawling all over security to get back <laughs> into into the oh, uh, the God. area. But <clears throat> it makes for a good story though. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking love that story. Uh, well, and well, but I, I, I really do hope that there's more. I hope that we can finally get the connections because I guaranteed, guaranteed, Kevin could sell out the Capitol Theater. Oh, easy without a doubt. Easy without a doubt. If you okay, if you say Kevin, you're going to have an evening with Kevin Smith in Chatham. CK Expo, you will get people from London and Windsor and Detroit and Sarnia. Toronto. Toronto. They will come. To they the will come. Yes. I guarantee If it. you book him, they will come. Yes. <laughs> no it, like, doubt. Brevity aside, the dude has millions of followers, millions upon millions of fans. Yes, he does. We've witnessed this time and again. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, you've seen him interact live. Yep. We've both seen it a couple times together, watching it live. Sells out theaters at the merest mention that he's going to be there. His following is legion. It's not Affleck version. No. But I'm... I'm I'm fully convinced that the, the the Kevin Smith fan is a diehard and will yes. will never never not outside follow. of the the divisions that come up with the Tusk and Yoga Hosers conversations. That's there that but we don't have to love everything. No. You 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 just pick and choose what you love. If you choose to love it all so be it. Okay. You think of it this way. If you get a batting average of eh, 325, you're going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And what so what what's what's 325? How that, that is equals? 3 hits out of 10. Okay. Think about it that way. All right. Does he have more than 3 hits in my book? Fuck yes. 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 <laughs> He's batting. So, he's batting probably for me. He's probably batting in the the, the high nines. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, being a chronic oversharer that he is, not only do you get these movies, you get these podcasts. Fuck, you got that picture of emo Kev. We've all so Just desperately today. needed to Just see today. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, I asked you, uh, what where what was it that locked you on Kev? Like, what what was that the moment, right? Yeah, and I didn't yeah. actually mention mine. Um, I was it was Mallrats was the first film I saw. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. And then I then I found out about Dogma. 
I didn't, or not Dogma, uh, Clerks. Clerks. So I watched those in, in yep. backwards order, but not that it matters. <clears throat> um, but what and completely sold it. So Dogma, yes, I was a huge fan of. Chasing Amy, I came to later. Uh, the I don't know. I avoided the dramatic side for a little bit. I it, that was my that was just where I was at with yep. my movie watching. Yep. But uh, Dogma completely sold me. Like, okay, I want to see every Kevin Smith film from now on from Dogma. But the first evening with Kevin Smith is what started my love for that man. Yeah, and it, it was because that's where we learned. Not well, we discovered that he's an oversharer, sure. But we learned that he was one of us who has broken through, and he's he's now in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, he, well, made, you, it. he made it. The, the dude sold his comic book collection to chase his passion, to chase his whimsy, as he likes to say. He did it. Now he can go back and buy his comic book collection like 10,000 times over Yep, because he chased that whimsy and it paid off. Much like me listening to your wrestling stories and just other wrestling road stories mm -hmm. like how I, I that makes me live my small wrestling dreams vicariously kev made it into hollywood his yeah. life story i'm living i live vicariously through yeah so that is that's the, it was that first evening with is what made me fall in love with kevin Smith. Yeah. you all you got a taste you got a an example of the man himself mm -hmm. outside of like you don't get a whole lot of like Scorsese is not doing an evening with no that. or when they are it's almost pretentious like it's yeah like they if inside the actor's studio kind yeah of that, or filmmaker but even then even then those feel so controlled and scripted exactly it's not it's not real no. Yeah, whereas, where, whereas those evenings with, and like Babylon, like, yeah, not so much that, which Babylon, led to the podcast, yeah. and yes, so there, there, there is a, a scripted element to that stuff, after like the while, podcast. After, yes, uh, after a while, they start catching their little catchphrases right. and their, you know, yeah. we had same thing with Madhouse with the, you know, give it a good honest watch, ding, yeah, <laughs> but, but like the the early evenings with. Um, that oh, what was the book about his uh, my boring ass life? Yes, the uh, the the transcript, the, the, the blog. Uh, yes, the blog reprint. I have it. I have not read it. I I think I read the first few pages, and I read it. Um, it is a boring ass life. So so I, to speak. I just don't. I don't read. I haven't read yeah. it because I don't want to. It's just I don't read books. Yeah, that's, that's a my my problem. If, that's a me like, problem. Yeah. If you want to get like a more like in depth picture, that kind of thing, you're gonna get that with my boring ass life. I, I read um the autobiography. Uh tough shit. Yes. Yes. I read that. I read that, and I listened to the audio book as voiced by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Featuring Harley in one, in one chapter, she shows up later in the book. Baby Harley? No, no, like oh, her. She right. they she joins the audio. Yes, okay, uh, the audio book for a section where yep. she's featured. So, yeah, it was you know. Uh, so I have read that one. Just not. I haven't read the boring ass life yet. Yep. Someday I will. Someday. <laughs> Someday when I decide to start reading books. Sure. Out of boy. So, yeah, that just this is 
this, this last couple of weeks in for where, where where it comes with Kevin and all have been really hard, really emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel bad that I haven't put my pictures out there and stuff, but I think once this goes up, I'll be, yeah, I'll oh, be. That's fun. No, I, you, you don't have to share everything. No, right? no I know. No, like, I know that that's some of the, some of that stuff you keep for yourself and not everybody needs to know your business. Um, we share enough of it is yep. as it is. Yep. So I, this may sound weird, but I try to live a private life as best I can, but I do this, which kind of like, well, you can't live a private life and be a podcaster at the same time. Yeah. But especially with a slice of life podcast, like we do, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really jive. I will point out though, that you, uh, you have that or are really good at, you don't talk or get into much family things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think I do much either outside of my kids' travels and stuff. But no, uh, yeah, we don't get into family issues a no. whole lot on this show. That's the one element. There's lines. Let's not drag them into no, this show. No, right? there, There's lines I won't cross. And these are the things that are embedded in my head, we say there's three no's, but oh, there's a there has way to be way more. There has to be a few no's, yeah. right? Let's let's be realistic here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not stupid. We're not stupid, and we're not going to be digging up bones when some things are like the song says. Some things need to be left alone. So <laughs> yeah, we better might, off left we, alone. We might we might uh, you know going into a dangerous zone that could get, you know, a podcast network kicked off of a streaming service, <laughs> but we're not going to, we don't want to risk our family lives in any way. You know, yeah. just, uh, there's a, there's a line. There okay? is certain lines that just can't be crossed. <laughs> I had to throw that. In. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. You <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dave. Weren't, weren't part of that line, so. <laughs> but so yeah. uh, overall, how, what's your, Clerks three. How Clerks did it do three. for you? How did it do for you? Um, it was everything I expected it to be. There were a bunch of surprises that I, I really liked. Um, I knew enough of like the background to like okay, I know where he's going to take this, but he threw enough curveballs. <laughs> yep, that you're just kind of like. All right, this is a completely original story with a whole bunch of backstory that everybody's aware of. You want you want proof? You want proof right now? I can point out proof that Kevin Smith has the best fans in all of pop culture fandom. What's that? Do you hear any spoilers? What's that? Do you hear any spoilers? No, no. Exactly. Yeah. Kevin Smith fans aren't dicks. Game over, man. Game ah! over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.